0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr.
1: We wanted to um, we wanted to deal with something today. I think it's it's more appropriate, really, than it's ever been. Because uh, now that, it's so funny, you know, as we get closer to the return of Christ, it's like the wickedness is more blatant and in your face than it's ever been, right? So we know that the prophecy of the end times is that people will unashamedly Mm. be wicked, Mm -hmm. you know, that they'll be blatant about it. Uh, They won't care what anybody thinks about their level of wickedness. I mean, obviously, we're seeing that uh, in every area. But the other thing is, it's, it's gone beyond, I just want to be free to be wicked, to now it's like, I'm coming for your family too. Yeah. You know, and that's being said publicly. Yeah. You know, there was a guy that was part of the um, LGBTQ community who basically said uh, in a public interview, like, we're coming for your children. Yeah. He said, we, it may not be this year, but we may not have it in five years, but eventually we will have the children, meaning uh, they're going to have their agenda- uh, instituted everywhere so that it's commonplace uh, among everybody. They and made it into, like,
0: a song, I think, too. Are you serious? Yeah, it was, like, a song. Like, they made it to a tune and everything. Like, a group of mm. the, the guys from the LGBT made it into, like, a song. Because that, that's how I saw the video. Mm. And I was like, they are literally, like, in your face, yeah. <laughs> made it into, like, a jingle.
1: And, and that's their goal. Yeah. I mean, you can start, you realize it's, like, it's not about diversity. And it's not about freedom to make your own choice. And now we're seeing that. And that's been, obviously, that's been the devil's desire this whole time. It's not just about, well, I want to be free to marry who I want. I want to be free to do what I want. It's we're taking culture over, and we're forcing it down your throat. And then you look at at what's going on, it's like, well, if you are a Christian, if you do stand for these principles that opposes what we believe, we're going to shut you down. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's where they want to be. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You exactly. Know? Yeah, I mean, it, you, they're calling good evil, you know, just like you said in right. the in the last days and and uh, and that's why, you know, as believers, we have to keep our love and our fire bright. The, the mm-hmm. Bible says that the love of many will grow cold. cold. And so, you know, if you don't keep on fire for God, and I know we're going to talk about these principles, but if you don't keep your fire burning, um, you know, you will get sucked into the stream of this culture that's that is right. powerful um, and influential. If you don't carry a greater power in you and develop that,
1: you'll get eaten. Absolutely you know? true. So Yeah, and, and you know, what, what's sad is, is, and what, that's what we're dealing with this today, kids in their formative years, mm. if, if they're not uh, guarded if they're not protected, then, then what ends up happening is that instead of their parents forming their thought process, instead of uh, the word of God forming their thought mm-hmm. process, it's really, um, it's really the spirit of this world that ends up doing it. Because there is no vacuum in this. Mm-hmm. It, there's no neutral. Yeah, <laughs> You're going one way or another yep. without question. I remember, I, I, this, this would be a good example, I had a, a mom who came when I was a youth pastor. And she stormed into the church office. And I, she was upset. And she was upset, I believe, because her daughter was kind of turning away. And she wanted to pin that down on me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, she mm-hmm. comes to your youth group. Yeah. You know, like she, she's with you every week. So why is she acting like this? And I just kind of halted. I was like, hold on a second. I was like, there's 168 hours in a week. Yeah. I was like, and, and you've got <clears throat> a daughter that you have for most of the time. I said, but then public school has, for the rest of the time, mm-hmm. what would that be, like 45 hours a week? Mm-hmm. Are they going, They're there for eight, nine hours a mm-hmm. day, five days a week. Yeah. I said, I've got her for one hour a week. Yeah. I said, so if, she, if there are issues, I said, where do you think the issues are coming from, most likely? Do you think that there's problems that are arising from school and from home, mm-hmm. or do you think it's all on the youth pastor? And she began to cry, and she understood, and she mm-hmm. just said, well, you just pray for me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. But you start to realize yeah. it's important what you allow speaking to your life. It's important for sure.
3: And, you know, you have to be intentional. It's not just, oh, we go to church, you know, in the busyness of life. And that's one of the things, culture right now gets us so busy Mm -hmm. that even you could be a great Christian family and you're going to football and cheer and dance and, and all these things, which we have five kids and they're involved in things, but you have to be so intentional mm, yeah. about getting the word, addressing issues. Parents today are so tired. I feel like the enemy yeah. uses that just worn out working at both yeah. parents are working. They come home from work. Don't want to address it. Don't want to talk about right. music that's playing that is against, you know, what their beliefs are. Don't right. want to and so it just gets shoved under the rug until a problem surfaces. That's right. Because you have, like, dinner time. Yeah. By the time kids get home from
0: school and sports, like, you know, and then, like, my nephews are in sports, they'll get home 5, 6 mm-hmm. o'clock at night, yeah. dinner, and then homework yeah. bed. And yeah. so the parents have, like, a very short window to speak with their kids yeah. and get into their lives like that.
1: And I wonder, yeah. too, like, uh, that was, like, a thing when I was growing up, but I even wonder how common... Family dinner is anymore, right? Yeah, you know where people are coming together at the same time, schedule-wise, yeah, and having family dinner. It's mm-hmm. true. My, my dad would enforce that, like, I and, and I. The mo- time I didn't like mm-hmm. it the most was the summer when I could be out playing basketball till it was dark, right? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, no, home, home for dinner. Wow. And so you know, I'd leave the court yeah. and come home, but like, I wonder how common those family moments are he anymore. He still
0: enforces that when we're there. Family
1: dinner. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's so good. everyone's gotta be at the table. That's,
1: That's good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's important because you're bringing the family together in unity. You know, it's not just everybody off doing their own thing. You're bringing that unity into your family. That's it. And um, I think I think one of the best ways, and those of you that are watching, as you're sharing this, I wanted to just kind of start with this uh, verse and then just kind of throw it to you guys and hear your uh, your take and, and what you're doing practically and everything. But in Judges chapter 2, this is why I really wanted to break this down so hard because if people think it's going to be some kind of slow progression that like, well, maybe if we, don't, if we don't get on track, you know, maybe four generations from now, our family won't even serve the Lord. It doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. No. It doesn't take four yes. generations. And uh, they found that out in the Old Testament because truly what the Lord had told them as, as an instruction is that when you get into uh, the promised land, mm-hmm. don't intermarry With the pagans that are in there. Don't, uh, you know, and he gave them specific instructions. Tear their altars down. Mm -hmm. Tear their Asherah poles down. Their idols down. Don't marry their women and don't let their uh, men marry your women. Don't intermarry. Stay separated from them. You remember that uh, command from the Lord, uh, come out from among them and be separate. And that's holiness, being separated from the world. But they didn't listen. They didn't listen to God. And they didn't tear down the statues and the altars and the temples. And they did intermarry with all of the uh, pagan culture. And listen to this. This is Judges chapter 2 and verse 10. Mm. And the Bible says, and all of that generation also were gathered to their fathers. That means they passed away. And there arose another generation Mm. after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. So think about that. One generation later, because of their disobedience, Mm. one generation later, a generation rose up. Doesn't say they didn't serve the Lord, says they didn't even know him. They didn't know him Mm. and they didn't know the work that he'd done for Israel. So that means the testimonies hadn't been passed down.
2: That's it. So they
1: didn't know any testimonies, Red Sea Crossing, Mm. don't know anything about that. Mm. You know, all of that, didn't know the testimonies and didn't know the Lord. And it only took one generation of unfaithfulness. Yeah. One generation
2: away from, from uh, a, you know, losing out on passing that torch. You know, it reminds me of Deuteronomy 11 where the Lord specifically tells them, you know, it, it, he says this, be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and follow other gods. He says the Lord's anger will burn against you so that the heavens and, uh, will be shut up and the rain and the ground will not produce. Mm. He says, and you will soon perish from the good land the Lord's given you. Fix these words of mine in your hearts. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them to your foreheads. Teach these things to your children. Yeah. Listen to this. And this is interesting because you were just talking about family meal. He says, when you sit down with them, when you basically when you come around, when you sit down, he said, Talk about these when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you're in your car, basically, Uh, when you get up, write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates so that the days of your children will be many in the land that God has given you. Um, And so you see how God was so intentional. This is something that you have to make sure you're sharing or one generation Later, they won't even know the things of God. That's right.
1: They're asking in the comments, if you could please repeat the um, reference of that scripture. Deuteronomy 11, 16 through 21. Deuteronomy 11, 16 through 21. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, you look at it. It's it's such a, um, because the enemy's he's always working. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always working to destroy a generation. So we see how vital it is to be, as Pastor Joey said, so consistent and intentional mm. with every single thing you're doing. With your children Mm -hmm. i remember like when i was young you know we had certain things growing up in in the pentecostal movement Mm -hmm. that you just didn't do yeah and uh i was i was looking at pastor tony suarez uh was on putting it on twitter he's like the more i get older he said the more i realize like why the old old time pentecostals Mm -hmm. preached against watching tv Mm -hmm. because they understood it was a gateway into our minds and there's people you look at media today whether it be social media Uh, or streaming stuff or whatever, even YouTube. Like, we won't let our kids even go on normal YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, they have kids' YouTube only, and even then we're watching. Like, you know, what are you even seeing on kids' YouTube? Because Just because the world says it's for kids doesn't mean it is, obviously. Mm -hmm. That's it. But how how have you guys taken practical steps? Because you've raised great kids, you're wonderful parents. It's something I brag about, you guys all the time, so does my wife. Excellent dad, excellent mom. (laughs) Uh, because you're look at all your kids. Every one of them is not just in church or not just serving no. the Lord. They're all Love on fire. The mm-hmm. They're all on fire. They're all in the anointing. Yeah. They all have sweet spirits. Yeah. And so um, what what do you see when it comes down to the practical stuff? How do you apply these things for people that are watching? It's like, I want to make sure my kids are raised up mm-hmm. in the anointing and when they're old they don't depart from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
2: go ahead.
3: No, I, I mean, one of the things I say, I wish I could go back in reverse, and I would keep my kids off of phones, off of iPads, off of anything electronic for as long as I possibly could. I just think uh, just, you know, the, the generation we're living in, you know, for uh, vast reasons, not only are the evil things that are on there, but, you know, just it's just not good for them to be consuming all the time. And so, um, you know, if I could go in reverse, I would make strict laws against, you know, for as long as I could. But but the truth is, the world we live in, it's hard to do that. So, um, you know, really just uh, not only monitoring what they're watching, asking them questions, go on, check it out, but raise them to know the why of it. You know, we could go in and give you a million different parenting tips. And of course, you have to set boundaries in your home. The, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, a wise woman Watches over the affairs of our household. So moms, you know, dads, grandmas, whatever, be wise about it. Watch over the affairs. Get a sense of mm, something's off with, with my child. You know, what have they been consuming? What have they been texting? Who's influencing right. them? You just know if you're spiritual you uh, and you're praying for your kids when something is is off about them, That's I would it. say. So, you know, be be in tune to that and then teach them the why of the Holy Spirit's working in them. So we could give you a million parenting principles, but the truth is cultivating and connecting their God connection so that the Holy Spirit's operating and working in them because Holy Spirit is there when I'm not there, when I can't right. see, uh, bringing conviction, uh, you know, guarding them and protecting them. So, so really, that, that's been the, the thing that has really been Thank God, you know, the grace of God upon us to parent is just living out the Christian walk at home. Uh, just modeling it before them, right. teaching them to connect and getting them in atmospheres where the Holy Spirit's moving.
2: Yeah, I think a big thing is, you know, you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And I think, you know, if, if we become everything God's called us to be as men and women, as the, as the father and the mother... We're, God will God will always give you as as you just said an insight into your children on things where you know whether it's you know hey they're they're just off a little bit or they're developing an attitude and and the the holy spirit will show you as a parent when you stay in tune with the lord on what your kid needs when they need it and and you know it doesn't always happen like right away but just little traces of attitudes when you learn to see those things And you understand what God's word says. You begin to to really deal with those things immediately um, as opposed to letting them go. I think that's one of the things that's so important is that we, it starts, you know, revival in my house starts with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Revival in the church starts in the home. You know, what you do um, when you're not there, it it determines what you're going to carry. And so... You know, things especially, one of the things I'll always talk to my kids about, and I'll ask them it frequently, how is your time in the Word? Mm -hmm. Are you spending time with God? And that, you know, I'll ask them that ad nauseum sometimes, you know. My older kids especially, you know, Dad, I'm, I do it now. You know, they're older but and they're adults. we get specific, they're adults. like
3: what are you reading? And what is God right. speaking to And what is God you? speaking to you? Because anyone could say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get specific, yeah. you're really diving in a little that's bit right. deeper to see where they're at with things.
1: Yeah. That's know? exactly right. And then
3: setting them up for success, too. Yeah. You know, if they don't know what to read, giving them a Bible reading plan. Like mm, the, the family's going to go through Philippians this summer or whatever it looks like, yep. setting them up for success. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: really good.
2: And, and the scriptures say, you know, hide... I I hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Mm -hmm. The more instruction of the word you get into them, um, the more that sin won't be a part of their life. That's right.
1: I think one of the things that um, I say often, I really feel like there's two main reasons why believers fall into sin. And the one you just mentioned, they're not filling themselves with the word. Mm. The other one is Matthew 26, 40 and 41 where Jesus wakes his disciples up in the garden and mm. says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. Mm. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Mm. So if people don't have a consistent word life and prayer life, good. sin, uh, Bishop Wade Epo said, if you're not prayerful, you'll be sinful. That's it. I mean, basically That's is what it is. And, and uh, having your kids in the word and having them in prayer is key. And I love what you said about um You know, one of the things we've been really intentional about, especially in the ministry, is understanding uh, and helping people to understand, how do I even read the Bible to get stuff out of it? You know, I think people have grown up for so long here and like, well, I should read the Bible. But they'll read the Bible and may not even understand what they're reading. Mm -hmm. But they're like, well, I got my reading in today. But they don't take anything out of Mm -hmm. it. So I love love that because it's like pulling. And I, I like, like you said, Philippians, a good short book. That you can, you can get with the kids and be like, all right, let's break this down. Mm. And even sitting with your kids, you know, uh, maybe doing like a, like a study Bible or something where it's like, all right, you know, what was this about? Yeah. Cause they got to do book reports in school.
2: That's good. You know, it's almost like
1: doing a, 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 if we did a book report of Philippians, Mm -hmm. you know, what was it about? Why did he write it? You know why did the Holy Spirit have him speaking to that church? What were they? What were they saying? What were they? What were they dealing with? That's good. How's he trying to help them by the power of God? You know what? And then you know those. If you can answer those questions, that's so good. And you're taking yeah. it away for your life. Oh yeah. And you start to realize, even the Old Testament. You know that was that was written where the prophets were warning Israel. It's like, well, what were those warnings? Yeah. Because if if I can learn it now, yeah. I can just govern myself to not make the mistakes Israel did right. exactly. in the Old Testament. You know. Yeah. What have What have you seen with the with the girls? And now Teddy's getting ready to be in school, uh, starting in, a, in just a couple of weeks. You're gonna have three students.
0: Yeah, oh, I need prayer. <laughs> no. Um, one of the things I did notice when I became a parent, and I looked back to my own childhood, was there was such a separation with, um, you know, always had kids class, always had this, and thank God for kids class and thank God for the teachers but as a parent I, I really realized as they were growing up they also needed to be with me mm-hmm. and in the anointing of the unity and see people getting hands laid on them seeing the miracles you know and being in services like this and saturated and, you know, look at that person when the anointing touches them. Look, they're they're crying and they're being set free and that's what freedom looks like and mm-hmm. that's what a healing looks like. And those are the things that get imprinted in their mind and, and they'll never forget. Just like when I was a kid, I can think back to services I went to and watch and I was like, oh my gosh, I saw blind eyes open. And that's the stuff, you know, once that gets imprinted into your children, that they'll always carry away and be like, God works miracles. You can't talk me out of it. I saw blind eyes open. Not, not that it doesn't happen in kids' class, but, yeah. you know, it's, there's, there sure. is a difference. So I always, like, encourage parents, don't feel like when you go to church, you have to separate it and make sure, like, you know, I, I get asked a lot when we're on the road. They'll say, are you, you know, to our meetings, are they having kids' class? And i always be like, you know, I, I don't know until I get there. You know, every church we go to is different. I said, but bring your kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Teach them to sit That's in it. the anointing. Teach them to sit in. It's okay. They make a noise. You go to the lobby. You come back in. Don't not come to a service because they don't have a kid's class right. for you. Mm-hmm. I understand That's that sometimes a, a parent's break, you know, yeah. and stuff. But don't ever look at it as, hey, this is the training moment. You know, the Bible says we're going to train our kids mm-hmm. so they won't depart from it later. That's right. And so this is training. So you're going to have a season of it's going to feel a little tough. It's going to be, you know, I'm a little tired, but this is the training time for them. So when yeah. they see this, it gets into their spirit. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I really instill in my kids is it, well too. hearing hearing the voice of God at a young age I've done this with Maddie I'm working on it with Brooklyn and like you said you know with different shows and you know you like it is a digital age and so you kind of everyone has the iPads and the TVs and the phones and you you try to hold back as much as you can and slowly integrate it into their life um but really, you know, with Madeline, when it's your first child, and you have five, so I'm I'm too behind. <laughs> I only have late. Three. I That's right. right. Let's do Get it. Okay. Um, you know, is I I could be more on top of Maddie when I had one. Then you got another one coming and then another one. So my thing with her was, and I still to this day, she'll say, Mom, you know, can I watch this? And I will, I'll quickly read about it or quickly watch a trailer, and then I go to a parent's guide just to see mm-hmm. what's in it. And, you know, and I'll look at the storyline, and there's some, you know, that people think, oh, that's nothing. But for me, I got to check in my spirit for my kids. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what you have to go by. That's what the Bible says. You know, it, you're doing, if you're doing something that makes somebody else feel uncomfortable, don't do it in that moment. And don't do it around them. And so, what might be okay for your family might not be okay for somebody else. So, don't just f- go with the flow. Yes of what somebody else says. Well, if this family is okay with it, if it's still a check in your spirit for your kids, then that's okay. It's okay to say no. That's just a side note there. It's okay to be like, that's all right. My kids can't. It doesn't mean that it's super bad. It doesn't mean I'm judging you because you let your kids watch it. Always go with what the Holy Spirit's telling you for your family and your kids.
1: One thing you've always said to the kids too, even if they go over with friends or if we're home or anywhere, anywhere we are, And you'll say, you know, I don't care what those kids do. I'm not their mommy. (laughs) I'm your mommy. said that to Teddy last night in the front row. And it's like He was like,
0: but that person's doing that. I said.
1: I'm not their mommy. I said, I'm
0: not their mommy. I'm your mommy. And so I asked you to do this. You know, or I'll say like. So they have an
1: understanding like, yes, other families might do other things. But that's not what our family does. Yeah, Yeah. We don't do that. And I always
0: explain to them. It's not that it's. So bad, because I want them to look at it and have their nose, you know, snubbed up at the family. But it's just like, I have to be guarded in what I feel is right for you and when you learn something and at a certain time.
1: Well, think about how you've done where Maddie's now at that place where you trained her and we trained her earlier. It's like, um, we're not always going to be around you. Yeah. If you're watching something and you feel in your heart, Jesus wouldn't want me to watch this. Daddy wouldn't want me to watch this. Mommy. And then there's been times where, remember, she came and, and, and told you. or
0: Yeah, she goes, I, I stopped watching that, um, you know, because a friend had, had had her watch it. And she's like, I stopped watching it. She's like, Dad wouldn't like it, mm, and Jesus wouldn't yeah. like it
3: you know and continue to have those conversations you know now that we have adult children yeah you we have up a, a on them almost 20 year old but you know the natural inclination <laughs> is these. to almost back off during the teenage years um, a, a, like away from like the difficult conversations and things yeah. like that and so to continue to ask them like he'll ask the boys all the time like are you watching things that are pleasing to the Lord, because you have to keep checking up on them because everything's just too at our fingertips, you know? right. And and then, you know, just reminding them who they are in Christ. I love the book of, of Timothy because... Timothy is Paul's spiritual son, mm-hmm. and so many times he tells Timothy, like, stay away from the things of the, of the yeah. world, uh, drunkenness, you know, all of these things. And but then he goes on to say, uh, that's not who you are, man of God. He calls out and reaffirms Timothy's identity, yeah, and it. especially during those teenage years, on the topic of like shielding them from the spirit of this world is not only telling them and reminding them what they shouldn't do but mm-hmm. affirming who their identity is in Christ true. because so many yeah. times that's an age where their identity is really uh, questioned anyway so so calling that out like Timothy or like Paul did to Timothy and saying, yeah. you are a man of God even when yeah. they make mistakes even maybe if they slip up say that's not who you are right. in Christ. Right, yeah
1: so. you're a man of God, you're a woman of God, yeah, yeah. I love that because really identity you know, I, I've mentioned this on the broadcast. That it really is really cool to me. Uh, we were we were reading. Um, I know Tiffany had it. I just jumped on it and I finished it uh, on that uh, Atomic Habits by mm-hmm. James Clear. And one of the things he brought out, which I've been really writing a lot about, and then and then keeping in front of me, is the ones that actually successfully form habits that they stick with for the rest of their life. Life change habits, like quitting mm-hmm. smoking, things like that. Mm-hmm. They are people who change their identity. Mm. He said the biggest thing you'll see when someone can't quit smoking and when someone does successfully is when someone offers somebody a cigarette, they'll say, the f- ones that can't ever break the habit always say, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. But the ones who do successfully change say, no thanks, I'm not a smoker. Mm. Nice. Changes their whole identity. Yeah. It's not who I am anymore. Yeah. I heard one guy say, uh, the only way I was able to start working out and eating right consistently. Is he said I started calling myself an athlete. Mm. He said I'd say athletes don't eat like that. Yeah. Athletes work out like mm. this. Start doing that. It, it, it changes. <laughs> it changes. Athletes don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Man, come on. <laughs> and, and, but literally, it's yeah. the identity change. So, go. like you said, knowing who you are in Christ—if that's your view of who you are—then yeah. those actions don't line up with that identity. Yeah. And it keeps you free from saying, "Well," and I think that's huge—is developing those Christian disciplines and habits early on, uh, as my wife said, training up a child the way they should go. You know, we talk about discipleship. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first people who really you disciple is your children. Okay. That's it. And, and discipleship is, in its most simple form, is mirroring the disciplines of your master. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Discipleship is the disciplines of the one who's training you. And if we can instill disciplines early on that aren't based on passion. It's not based on like, well, I feel good because I just got back from a youth camp and I'm like on fire for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then like, it like fades out. But if we develop that, uh, pa- that that discipline that even when the passion's not there, that's I'm great. still on it because okay. this is what I do. What we, Every yeah. morning yeah. I do this. Yep. You know, it defines the rest of your life. That's it. Who is it? My, is it Mike Murdoch that said, if you if you show me a man's habits, I'll tell you his future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's totally it. I mean, it. what habits, what you know, we start to think of it this way. I, I, I'd like to hear what you guys have to say, too, and, and Carolyn. What things do we... Sometimes it's easy to, like, let life just go and, and go on, right? It's like, yeah. well, it's the morning. And then, then, then it turns into, well, we just got home from work. Well, it's it's in yeah. the evening. And there's always that there's this, uh, there's this temptation to just kind of, like, let life just go on in cruise control rather than saying... Uh, Okay, no, no, we're not just going to sit here for three hours and let Netflix roll. Yeah. You know, we're going to do something that's going to build our spirit, build our mind, mm-hmm. you know, and and set something in place so that it becomes first priority rather than letting things just fill your time. Because mm-hmm. things will fill your time oh, if you yeah. let them, everything.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think the intentionality, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is, is when you walk with God, God's God brings a divine order in your life, a structure. Um, You know, the more you walk with God, it's not the more chaos should fill your life. It's the more intentional you become, the more full of wisdom you become. Yeah. Um, You know, someone's going to raise your kids. It's (laughs) either going to be you or the world. But someone (laughs) will raise your kids. And too many times we've seen the world, you know, or the influences of the world, Basically, raise the kids when it's our job, to your point. Um, and, and what we carry and what we do will be, uh, for the most part, you will see those traces. And we see them in our, our kids, whether the younger or the older ones, where we see the patterns that are also replicated in my life. That's why Paul told Timothy, Follow me as I follow right. Christ. We ought to be able to say that. We ought to be able to even say, what Jesus said. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father, right? We ought to be able to say, if you've seen my life, not that we're perfect like him, but if you've seen it, you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father, you've seen anything good in me is from the Lord and anything that's, um, you know, where that, that isn't God glorifying is part of the, the, the working out of our salvation that they also need to see. So, um, I think that the importance of those things in our life, um, those things are things that they are going to see. They see if it's a fake. They mm. see if, you know, dad just prays when he's in church or right. just praises. They see if, it. they see those things. And, uh, you know, you wrote an amazing book on it. The, the impartation of what they will receive comes from your life. So, um, you know, that that's one of the things that, that even Timothy had, you yeah, know, um, right. he had generational impartation. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, and, I, and that's, that is something that again, coming back to it, what you carry and develop as a parent is going to be imparted into them. What you value most, you know, if you're, if your greatest value is the sports you, that you'll hear that from your kids, yep. you'll hear, man, I love that. You know, what you love, they'll love. Yeah, that's right. And what you hate, they'll hate. Yep. And so there's, it's so powerful and it's, you know, if you do it right, it it is generationally something that should continue to increase. Yeah. Okay. To your grandkids, to yeah. your great yeah. grandkids. We've seen it. I know you've seen it in your family, your great family. And, um, but God is a God of generational increase. That's right. And it happens to your point through what we do daily, what our habits are um, the intentionality of what we do daily to carry the presence of God to guard the anointing to guard the the fire that God's put on us to make sure that that's what they carry it is the it is not just something we do it's who we are. yeah.
3: And, and so. knowing nothing good happens on accident. That's, That's why right. we're big on having a vision for your family. Maybe you don't have a vision for your family today. Mm-hmm. Establish what that looks like. What do you want your family to be like? Because life will just happen yeah. if you mm-hmm. let it. So once you get that vision, then you can clarify your values. The problem is, we say our values are one thing, but our actions right. don't line up with the values. So uh, we might say we value, you know, having family devotion time, but when it comes down to it, we're all just hired in a trance watching Netflix together. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> So That's are true. your values lining up with your actions? And when they do, you'll see uh, your family start to move forward in the direction that you don't, that you want them to go in. And I feel like, you know, it's easy for us to sit up here and say this because, you know, we're all serving the Lord. And, and, and I feel like the enemy a lot of times holds parents hostage because he'll say how could you how can you teach your kids that you know you don't even read your bible right. or, or you don't even pray how start today don't yeah. be in condemnation and think i can't i can't teach them because you know what kind of a christian am i i, I said a curse word when someone cut me off in traffic and and, and you know so start today turn yeah. it around today right. establish those values and then have your actions line up and maybe you haven't been living for the lord and you might say this might be like culture shock if i start all of a sudden having my kids do a devotion be honest and transparent. I haven't been living like I should, but starting today, our family is going to walk in a new direction Mm. and start to lead them. Don't let the enemy hold you hostage and keep your kids uh, for walking in the things of God because you feel like you're not good enough.
1: You think about that generational pass down, uh, one of the things you mentioned in that book that I wrote, I thought it was interesting because it started where Paul was dumping these things into Timothy, Mm -hmm. but then Timothy became so proficient with them Mm -hmm. that he began to uh, trade them off a bit. Listen to First Corinthians fourteen. Uh, 1 Corinthians four fourteen, I should say. I do, and Paul said, I don't write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you you have countless guides in Christ, you don't have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, as you quoted uh, Nathan, be imitators of me. Mm-hmm. But then look at seventeen. That's why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child. To remind you of my ways mm. in Christ. One translation says to teach you to live how I live. That's so good. He, he said, I'm going to have Timothy come there. I can't make it right now, but he's coming on my behalf. He knows my ways That's it. and he's going to yeah. teach you to live like I live. Mm. And so literally t- Timothy had received such a full impartation mm. that he could actually uh, stand in the place of Paul and disciple mm-hmm. Paul's disciples as if he were Paul. Yeah. And that's you start power. to realize that when you impart that to your children, when they have children, they'll be able to disciple their kids as if you were standing there mm. discipling their kids. That's it. And it's really, that's, that's such a powerful thought um, to be able to stand there with our kids and think, you know, they're going to pick these things up. And then we laugh. We're like, it's like a little me, you know, yeah. saying and doing <laughs> like that. Like how they, how do they start hearing them? Like that. Yeah. Like you've, you've mentioned that before.
0: Um, I love what Pastor Nathan said just a few minutes ago where he said, you know, they'll love what you love and hate what you hate. And it brings me to Proverbs eight thirteen. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Mm. And, you know, it goes on, therefore I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. But I love that first sentence. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Mm. So get a distaste, and di- di- distaste in your mouth for the things that the enemy is doing. Mm. And that will, Amen. you know, like... Just like anywhere, what flows from the leadership yeah. goes down below. So what what's, what the parents hold, or if you're the grandparent or the aunt and uncle that has you know children and t- whoever whatever whoever you are in this children ch- child's life, whatever you have is going to flow down. So get a hate. For what the devil's doing, get a hate for how he's trying to take this generation out. You know, old and young, whatever age. Get a hate for sickness and disease and even a cold. Get 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 a distaste for anything that's not supposed to be uh, operating in your body. Get that hate for what the enemy is doing, how he's trying to break up relationships and marriages and. And pull you into the wrong things. And fear the Lord. That's one of the things I teach my children. We 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 broke down that fear the Lord because you know we always talk about the spirit of fear and how that's from from the enemy and you know. But you teach your children to fear the Lord is not the same thing. It's to have a reverence, a respect, and awe, a love. You, it makes you when you fear the Lord. It makes you want to do what's right. Yeah. It makes you want to go after the Word of God. It makes you want to please Him. And so when you teach your children that they'll get that taste in their mouth they'll recognize it immediately that that's from the enemy that's sent to destroy my friends Mm -hmm. and i'm going to help my friends that's sent to destroy my my parents or a family member or just somebody on the street that they see so they'll want a soul win when they have that like i'm hungry for the things of God. I want to have that boldness. I want my friends, I want the people I'm around to go to heaven because they fear the Lord and they know his goodness. You know, we'll have parents always talking about, well, this is going to happen to you. You know, if, if this is how you live, but you know what, let's let's flip the coin. Let's teach them the good things that they're going to get by serving the Lord, mm-hmm. the, the what they're going to reap, the benefits that he is a good father and he wants to bless you. And that will encourage your kids to, to live right, That's right, to hate evil, and want to do what's right. Because they're like, you know what? I've experienced the goodness of God. I see what it is. You know, anytime my kids get blessed, you know, even outside of a uh, Ted and I on the road, or, you know, many times Maddie's had, you know, even at 11, she's had some pretty incredible financial yeah, miracles come to her. And literally every time it comes, I always make a point to say look how fast that turnaround was Maddie from the Lord and look what you did based on hearing instruction from the Lord at a young age but look what you reaped by doing it so she sees the goodness she's she's looking at it from the aspect of if I stay on this part the benefits, the goodness of God, that's going to come into my life. She's going to have a hate for evil. Mm-hmm. She's not even going to want to mess with it. She's not even going to want to stick a toe on the other mm-hmm. side, right. because she says it's so good mm-hmm. living on this side for the Lord. Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly right. We want to get to the place where, like our kids, even when they get older, like actually we want to stay here and work with you, mom and dad.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a place for them.
1: Well, even, and the thing is. What we're talking about today is not a set it and forget it. It's never going to be that. It's never going to work like that. It's like, well, I did a couple things. We said it now we should be good forever. No, it's never a set and forget it. Remember that Paul said as the most impactful apostle in the new Testament, he said, I have to discipline my body daily, Mm -hmm. putting it under daily. So that after having preached to others, I won't become a castaway. Pastor Nathan was, uh, was just kind of sharing with us beforehand that, uh, You know, there's always going to be a spirit of this world that's going to make its attempt to creep back in, Yeah. to creep back in. And you were kind of dealing with that from Nehemiah, how Mm -hmm. even after Nehemiah kind of set the tone and, and, and set everything in place and put everything in order, you know, the devil, you remember there were there were those that came to try to get Nehemiah and his workers off the wall while they were rebuilding the walls. Uh, to try to kill them. The plot was to kill them so they couldn't rebuild the defenses of God's city. And he yeah. set it in order. Yeah. And then left, and the enemy was still trying to creep back in.
2: Yeah, and, and that references in Nehemiah 13. Nehemiah 13 and verse 7. He said, When I arrived back in Jerusalem, I learned about Eliasheb's evil deed. He hmm. provided Tobiah with a room
1: in the courtyards Crazy. of the temple of God. By the way, for those that are watching, Tobiah was one of those that came to try to kill Nehemiah, yeah. Sambalat and Tobiah. Yeah. And they were there to kill him, bring him off the wall yeah. and stop the work of God. Yeah. Now you got somebody in the temple giving him a house in there.
2: Yeah. And, and, and yeah, they're, they're critical of God. They, they tried to shut down the work of God, the move of God. And now he goes back to serve the king in his position. And then we have what happens? The culture, the world, Somebody, you know, uh, finds their way to somebody else and they allow those things back in the house of God. It's the same way with your own household. Watching, like you said, you know, I was thinking about when you said that uh, in Philippians 4, Paul said, keep putting to practice Mm -hmm. what you have heard and what I've taught you. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just, oh, you know. I got this down, now I'm good. I, and that's for all of us, you know. Oh, I got that love down, now I'm good. No. Or I got humility <laughs> down, now I'm good. No, it's, it's a constant True. process of yielding to the work of the Spirit and crucifying the flesh. And they allowed it back in. But I love Nehemiah's response to it. Because Nehemiah gets radical. And maybe that's where, where you're at watching today. Maybe you, you're looking at your life or your family and like, man, there's so much out of order do what Nehemiah did. He got radical. He said he became upset. He threw all of Tobiah's belongings outside. Come on. Some kid's going to come home. All their belongings going to be yeah. on the
1: street. Get out.
2: <laughs> then I demanded the rooms be purified, and I brought back the articles in God's temple, the grain offerings and the frankincense. Mm. He said, "I also listen to how out of place God's uh, temple was. I also discovered the Levites had not been given their prescribed portions of food. Wow. And the singer's... Who were to conduct the worship services? They had returned to their fields, yeah. so there's no prayer, there's no praise. The the house no of God's out of order. Yeah, no giving. No worship. Yeah, all of these things are out of place. And uh, and then he he finds out they were intermarrying, kind of like the scripture yep. you had read earlier. He, they were intermarrying, and uh, this one was funny to me when I read. He said in verse 23, about that time, I realized that some of the men of Judah had intermarried with women of Ashad, Ammon, and Moab. Furthermore, their children only spoke the language of Ashad. So think about that. That's exactly what we're talking about today. One generation away, and they didn't even know how to speak the language of God's people. They didn't hear the stories of God. They didn't understand them. They didn't even speak the same language. They could (laughs) not speak the language of Judah at all. Wow. Think about that. I mean, how that, that's so powerful. The, part of the language of Judah was praise. Yeah. Right. You know, part of the language of Judah was, was the word. That's so right. this is his response. So I confronted them all and I called down curses on them. Yeah. I beat some of them. I beat some of them. <laughs> I beat some of them and Spank pulled out their hair. The and I pulled out their hair. That's right. My man went nuts on <laughs> this. Nuts, uh,
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: I made a, them swear by egg? the name of their God they would never let their children intermarry with pagan people. And uh, wasn't this exactly what led King Solomon into Israel's sin? That's exactly right. And how powerful it is to see when when you just, you, you, you kind of, oh, everything's all right. Or, you know, let's just let them do this or let them do that. You're allowing things to be set up in your home yeah. mm-hmm. that will ultimately cause the destruction of your family Come and of on. your children. And when you get radical, you know, and there's sometimes where... Maybe you didn't notice it right away, but I've had this happen. Like it just be and it's not the major, but the Lord will 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 show me, hey, this right here, you've you haven't noticed it, or maybe you have and you haven't like dealt with it right away. Mm -hmm. It's time to deal with it. Right. Because if you don't, it will grow into something Mm -hmm. greater. Everything grows, whether it's spiritual or flesh. Yeah. But it's gonna grow, and you gotta take this kind of approach, maybe not the the hair pull and the
1: uh, the beat down, but hey, you do what you got to do there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's powerful. I mean, you think about how, and uh, I was just going through some of the life application study Bible, and it was talking about how such a righteous indignation came on Nehemiah mm-hmm. that uh, and and God honored him for it. yeah, you know because it's like you don't you don't recognize what you're doing. Oh, yeah, you know, I was sent back. think about how you'd feel <clears throat> he's literally in a place one of the highest honorable places where he's the cupbearer of the king mm-hmm. and he's he's coming out and the king's so close to him he's like recognizing like why are you so downcast yeah you know why you you've usually full of joy i've never seen you in my presence this way because he's exhibiting uh, his burning desire to accomplish his purpose he's like how can i be happy and joyful when the the walls of my city are torn down that there's no there's no protection for my city mm-hmm. and the king's like go do your purpose yeah and he goes and all that work all that time all that um, all, all that pressing in to make sure God's city is where it should be, mm-hmm. then you come back, and the, all these knuckleheads have it. Yeah. It's like, oh, we didn't think it was that important to not yeah. give to buy a house in the courtyard. Yeah, we didn't think it was that important to just keep worshiping and praising and giving. It's mm-hmm. like, why is? I love that. Uh, I was looking at what you read um, uh, in the ESV because it was like it, it, the way he says it. You know, when he, he discovers all that. He, say, he says it, um, verse 11. Were you in the New Living Translation? Yeah, New Living. What does he say in
0: verse
2: 11? Verse 11, he says, I immediately confronted the leaders and demanded, why has the temple of God been neglected? Yeah. Then I called the Levites
1: back again and restored them to their proper duties. Yeah, and I saw it here in the ESV. was so, so powerful. He says, why is the house of God forsaken? Mm. Why did you forsake? Like you think it's like, that's an act. Uh, it's an active. It's an active yeah. thing. It's like it's not like it's not something that passively happened. That's it. They they took an action that's to right. forsake God. That's I it. am actively yeah. going back to my fields. Mm-hmm. That's it. I am actively withholding from the priests. Yeah. I am actively refusing to sing. That's I'm it. actively refusing to worship and to give. And, mm. I, I'm actively choosing to rebel against that's God's it. ways, and I don't care. That's it. And that's what sparked. Now is the power of God on the inside of Nehemiah that just like put him in a place of pure righteous indignation. Like, how dare you allow all this work to go in? And I think that's how parents need to feel. It's like, how dare this world come in and try to pervert my children after all the work I've done, praying for them, fasting for them, raising them up, setting them in order, setting them on track. How dare my, my school system come in yeah. here with this foolishness and, and try to implant my children with these ideas and to brainwash them into the spirit of this world. How dare these liberal colleges right. come against the integrity of God's Word right. and the historical record of everything we have from God's Word? How dare th- this, the spirit of this world right. come against my children? And you've got to get the fight back in your eyes that's, that's right. and make up your mind like, that's I'm right. not letting the devil take drag my children to hell. That's right. And you know, I know there's people watching that Maybe you didn't start this way from the beginning of your child's life, because maybe you got saved, you know, when your child was 13 and, you know, they didn't grow up seeing you praying in tongues and seeing you reading the word and all that. I get it. But you know what? You can turn the corner now yeah. and say, you know what? God changed our life, kids. And I'm I'm not the same mommy you used to have. I'm not the same daddy you used to have. That's right. God changed me. And now... Uh, I know it's going to be, maybe it'll take a little while to turn the ship so that our habits have changed, but we're turning it. Like, um, we read the Bible now daily. We pray together now. It's like, yeah. I'm 13. We've never done this. I don't understand. You got to get them in line and say, listen, yeah. we never did do this because God hadn't changed my life yet. But now we are we are a different family. <laughs> That's it. Because and- that
0: little bit of shock in that moment of that change is, is far less than what it will be destruction if you let it go the, the rest it's of your exactly life without right. doing chaos. Because we're, you know, we've dealt recently with somebody that just made a change, you know, that follows our ministry, and she's like, my kids, it's exact same thing. They're like, what's happened to mom? This is not yeah. normal. And, you know, they're basically telling her, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about your God. You know that's what they'll tell right. her like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was, is I like what you said. Be be transparent and be you know. And that's what I told her. I was, she was just with us at the last meeting. I said, listen, stick with it. Yeah. That's right. They're going to turn around. They're going to see the change in your life. This is new to them, like it is for you. But you're going to stick with it because this little moment of you know, it feels like this big storm, and my kids aren't going to get it. They're going to get it, but you got to stick with it because. It's way and better now, now yeah. than than letting this go down the road. The chaos and the mess will be greater if you just let it go. Yes.
1: And, it, and it can't be like the kids saw you change and they're like, "That's how you are on right. Sunday, but you're the same, like, swearing right. at everybody through Monday through That's Saturday." That's what I said. You got to you know, stick with the Word. You got to stick with, with you know. You.
3: And That's they'll it. feel the fruit of that too. They're mm-hmm. going to feel peace in the house. They're going right. to see uh, the benefits now of serving God. Let's you know, it. our kids—they've been raised up in the blessing so much mm-hmm. that they'll go somewhere else and they'll come back and and just be so thankful that of the blessing of God Mm -hmm. upon their lives. So, you know, start today, start sowing and you will reap that good harvest. We have to start sowing the good seed now. You know, you might be reaping from a season where you weren't sowing the right seeds. So keep planting, keep sowing and you will reap a harvest. And I'm
1: sure your kids have felt too, like, you know, growing up in your house. When they go to someone's house that doesn't have peace in their house, yeah, it's like man, it's like rough over there. Yes,
3: and it's like a magnet, you know, for their friends. We have a
2: lot of their friends come to just want to come to our house. You know what I mean? And so when you walk with the Lord, and then you know we've had so many opportunities, even through that to minister to their friends, and they have you know minister to their friends, and uh, they sometimes they just know it's coming. Like oh, you know, Dad's. Talking to them, I mean, they like it, but I mean, they're like, you know, here they get, you know, we're going, we're going to see everything as an opportunity to minister, and right. so we've seen a lot of their friends come to the Lord, and and now they and even come awesome. to the church, and um, you know, so it, it's it's real, the blessings real. Uh, I love at the end of that chapter, he said, so they I purged out everything, verse thirty, foreign and assigned the new task. That that I love that because that's two things you purge. But then you begin the new things. It's just Good. like you, what you were saying. You purge out the old, the things that are of the flesh and going to cause destruction. But then you assign the task. What are you doing there? You're setting order on the way things are going to be from this point on. And, and then you staying consistent in it. So, you know, some of you watching today, you need to purge some things. Yeah. And again, it's, it's for your benefit. God, God's not mad at you right now. God's giving you divine instruction that will correct you. And order your steps in the right direction so that you can assign new things. So repentance is a changing of the heart, changing of the mind back to the ways that God created us to walk in. So just simply repent and then begin to assign those new things. This is what we do. You know, just little things. We pray before we eat. We talk about the things of God. We open up the word and assign those new things.
0: Put and on
3: worship music in the car. Yeah. You know, if you're not used to doing that, if you're li- just listening to the radio, shut that off and start listening to worship music. So another music. great
2: you know, small thing. What just you said is that. so
3: <laughs> important. Setting your house in order. And, you know, God always works with order. And I think about uh, Deborah in the book of Judges. She was known as the mother of Israel because of two things. She she governed, which is setting things in order, and she prophesied. Mm-hmm. And so I tell women all the time that that's what we are to do as a mother. We're to govern our house under the authority of our husband, obviously, but start setting things in order and then prophesy. Speak what you want to see over your household. Speak over your children. Uh, Speak what it looks like uh, to serve the Lord. And and as you do that, you're going to see the whole atmosphere change.
1: Absolutely. You know, you start to think like there's definitely, and and I like that you guys are doing um, practical things because, you know, the, the principles are there, but a lot of times people like to take away, you know, practical things like this is something that really worked for us. This is something that really helped. And I know you said at the beginning, especially, you have to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit because every family is different. Every situation is different. But, you know, tra- I think training your kids that uh, we are different than other families, we are different than other kids. You know, we are separated unto God. Yeah. We don't, there's certain things we don't do. You know, we don't talk. It's funny because, like, uh, <laughs> I can even tell my son, he's he's only, he's only you know, five. But, like, uh, if somebody even says, like, a bad word, he gets, like, all uncomfortable about it. Like, and I've never, like, you know, because he's not around that mm-hmm. a lot. But, like, somehow his spirit man knows. Yeah. You know, like, is right. you know, I've never sat him down and be like, now, here's a list of the words yeah. we don't say. Mm-hmm. You, know, like, you know, I've never done that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, but it, think about the fact that at five... Mm-hmm. Somebody saying something wrong gets his spirit all uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was sitting with him, <clears throat> and somebody said something that was just, you know, a, <clears throat> a bad word. I'm sorry about that, brother. Yeah, I didn't want to call you out on the broadcast. <laughs> but, um, and, then, and, and then I thought to myself, like, you know you know how you do with your kids where it's like something may be said or something, and you don't want to make, like, a big deal about it because you don't want them to know or put the focus Bring on that word, it. like, mm-hmm. you know, because then they, they get mad and they start saying that word, you know, because they've heard it and whatever. <laughs> then you have to spank them, you know, you have to pull their hair out yeah. and throw them out the door. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> well, but yeah, but but you don't make a big deal <laughs> about But true. I watched him, you know, I was kind of like, you know, he wasn't looking at me, but I was like watching him. Yeah. And somebody had said that. And, and, and he got like all incredible and squirmy and he, was, and he, and he started saying stuff to me like, you know, he's like, he, he like knew <laughs> yeah. that like whoever that was shouldn't have said that thing. <laughs> and it was like his own spirit, man. That's it brings funny. you back to like what Paul taught, that nobody's without excuse yeah. because God's written it on your mm. hearts. He's actually uh, etched in his laws on your heart, your conscience. People have a knowing, all right right and a wrong. They can feel when something's wrong or right. Even if they're not saved, there's a moral that's standard right. that's like in the world. You know, it doesn't matter what culture you go to; that's it. every culture views murder as wrong. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting yeah. that there's there's no culture that doesn't view murder as wrong that does that doesn't look down on that and say like, why why would you do that? Yeah, you know, because yeah. it's etched in. If 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 as people some some people try to argue that there is no moral standard, then why is it that around the world in every different culture, certain things are viewed to be that's that you don't do that, yeah. And they're not Christians; they're Correct. pagans. And like yeah. you don't do that. Exactly. It's because it, there's an etching in on people's hearts. That's it. And it's funny. At five years old, his spirit mm-hmm. is developed enough to that's know it. like that's not right. We don't do that. Yeah. And get nervous about it. Like,
0: uh, I can't remember how you said it, so I'll give you bits and pieces, and then okay, it's what you said in Rowlett about your spirit in the vacuum.
1: Yes. That what I was saying was that there is, there is no the, the spirit the spirit realm never operates in a vacuum, mm-hmm. so you're either uh, being pulled to carnal yeah. or you're being pulled to spiritual. Yeah. But you'll never just be in neutral. Exactly. You'll never be in neutral. Spirit. You're either moving towards the flesh nature, the carnal nature that's displeasing to God, or you're moving towards the spiritual nature that's pleasing to God. It's Galatians five seventeen. The flesh, it wars against the spirit. Right. So one is always winning. It's either the spirit's winning and you're pleasing God or the flesh is winning and you're, and you're displeasing God. But it
0: just goes to show you at five, you know, you're, you have to learn to separate your spirit man and how you see it versus your natural body when you look in the mirror. Because your spirit man is not your age. You know, right. My spirit man's not 30. I'm not telling you the rest of the mic, No. I'm, my spirit man's not 38. You know, it, it, it's more mature. And it, to me, it's older. So for your kids... When you bring them around the spirit, like the services we've been having, you know, it's building whether you think that they're sitting there listening, you know, five, he's not going to take notes. But a spirit man's being fed and That's fed it. and fed because it's that, that, it's sucking that in. And so even at five, <laughs> he knew, you know, That's that it. makes me uncomfortable yeah. without even knowing why in his in his head.
1: Right. Yeah. Or like that stuff gets in your spirit. Like he'll just be sitting, we laugh because we'll even be like, there's kids that are in our neighborhood that are like, You know they're not Christians. You know they're they're in our neighborhood where we live. And Teddy will be just like on his iPad, and stuff comes out of his spirit. You know they'll like be playing outside, and there's all these kids around playing and toes, be like, and Holy Ghost and fire.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Like, yeah. just, he's like five, watching a show, yeah. and just jumps up out of He'll you be know? like
0: on the swing. When system. I
1: die, let me die speaking yeah. in tongues. Yeah, yeah. And it's like
2: yeah. He'll be yelling yeah. it
0: like I told
1: him we
2: That's were.
0: So good. We stopped at a bathroom at a rest stop, and he's in the stall going. <laughs> when I die, let me die speaking in tongues. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like going to the, the, the bathroom, yeah. yelling yeah. in the stall. Imagine being stopped. like. Like, and, like, I'm laughing to myself, kid, washing yeah, my hands because there's adults coming out, and this little kid's like, When I die, let me
1: die. That <laughs> <is crazy>. Imagine <laughs> being like a trucker, like in there using the restroom, like you said, you hear this five year old voice in the stall next to you, When I die, let me die, speaking in the He time. <laughs> like, And so, like, I'm world. coming out
0: of the bathroom, like, cry laughing, and I'm like, Ted, I'm like, He's like yelling, When I die, let me die. What, what's in the, the other one? Like,
1: he'll be just like, he, 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 These songs just like, get in his yeah. spirit, these Holy Ghost songs or whatever. And he'll he'll just uh, he'll just start screaming them out randomly like yeah. it doesn't matter where on we are
0: airplane, it's, on yeah. the airplane. on the airplane, yeah. And it's funny because yeah.
1: he has his headphones on, it's so his, his voice audience. to him oh, is not loud man. enough. Yeah, he's got a plane full of people, yeah. and, you know. and He's like, "It's the Holy Ghost and fire." Yeah, you know, people are, are like, "What's awesome. going on?" But that's <laughs> things get in their spirit, and yeah, you know, governing what you allow in your spirit is so vital. It is so vital, and I think. As parents, you know, we have to really keep our, uh, our eyes on and keep a handle on uh, what is, I'll tell you. My, now, of course, my dad's a minister and, and a prophet and operates in the prophetic anointing. But think about uh, if people aren't developed in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a, a teenager in high school, I had this game on my PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. back in the day of PlayStation 1, nice. that I'd borrowed from a friend. And, um, it was like one of those survival horror games, uh-huh. you know, like the first person survival horror games. And my dad, I wasn't playing it or anything. It was just like in the, in the CD case next to my TV. And I just borrowed it that day. And it was like the nighttime. It was like one in the morning. I was just like, I don't even know if I was reading or what I was doing in my room. And my dad like came out of his room, like came over, and he was like, something in here, the spirit doesn't feel right on it. You need to get it out of this house. Wow. Like he could feel that wow. game. I wasn't playing the game. It wasn't on the TV. It was closed up in the case in the CD rack. Wow. But he was like, something's in this house. I can feel the spirit's not right on it. Spirit's wrong. You need to get it out of this house right now. Wow. He could feel the spirit on that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Rodney, when he first bought uh, the house that he's living in now, he said the spirit. he couldn't sleep for like three days. Mm. And the spirit of God finally told him there's something in this house that until you get it out, the peace won't be in this house and you need to go find it and he went down and the lord led him down into the basement of that mansion that he bought that manor house mm-hmm. and there was all these boxes cardboard boxes that the previous owner had left behind and he said start going through those boxes and he went through and he was tearing through those boxes and found it in the bottom was a satanic bible wow. that had been left behind he could feel it in his spirit mm-hmm. that this is in the house and yeah. you're not going to have peace till you get it out of the mm-hmm. house purging wow. right that's it purging i purged uh, and cleansed them from everything foreign that's cleansed it, it out and uh, there's, it's interesting when you define holiness in the way that God does. Come out from among them and be separated. That's it. Be separated. And so, uh, I thought I always thought that was interesting. That uh, you can feel that thing, you can feel this thing, That's it. and, and it, it's detrimental when parents are not able to uh, not just be led by the Spirit, but aren't sensitive to the things of the yeah. Spirit. How how are parents? How can we be so caught up? In mundane things that we're oblivious to the things our children are dealing with, that we should be able to feel it in our mm-hmm. spirit. You yeah. said it earlier, yeah. Pastor Joey. We we're talking about you should be able to sense when something's off with mm-hmm. your kids. Yeah. Like something's not right. That's... Something has happened, you know? It happened I...
0: with Brooklyn recently with an app that she got. It wasn't even a bad app, it was like a, a baby growing app. But I just, I, I, I kept thinking about it for like two days and I was like, I, I'm going to go read about this. Like, I don't feel like, like, why would I feel funny about this baby growing up? But it, I came to read about it and it was like, you could eventually be an adult and then you make decisions. You, mm. you date, you meet people, mm. there's scenarios mm. that could happen. But it, if she kept playing it and longer and longer and longer, where the kid grew up and went into an adult life, yeah. she would have been into that, and she could yeah. read now. And then it was like, yeah. you know, there's a guy and a girl, and now what's the next situation? Yeah. You efe- go in this room. Eventually, your character do you starts go? like
1: church hopping, mm-hmm. not <laughs> church. You
0: but know? you know, it, it got it got got a hold of me at an early at an early stage where the in the player the player was still just a baby. But they present that to a kid. They get.
2: We should make like a Christian one, though. Yeah, your character doesn't tie. Yeah, yeah. It's like just. Do you want to purge them out? No. And he comes (laughs) under (laughs) a curse. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Under a curse. Teach kids. You know, maybe be onto something. It 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 happened to me. I came up. I had a bad. I had a a, a feeling. I remember this. And as I told you, we don't let our kids watch YouTube. And, um, you know, I came upstairs and I had a weird feeling uh, with Madeline. And I, I went into her room and she was like saying goodnight, dad. And she was like on her iPad, but like I had this weird feeling. I went back in and I said, what are you, what are you watching? And she immediately just broke down crying. And she was like, I'm watching adult YouTube. And it was, was not even a bad thing. Yeah. It was just like, there was a show she liked. That he, he only she,
0: had it on there. There
1: was a YouTuber that she follows that does kid, kids videos, but there were certain stuff. It's He, he can only put them on his his regular YouTube channel. So it's not that she was watching anything bad. Yeah. It's just, she knew she wasn't supposed to be on adult YouTube. Yeah. And I felt that. And I went up and I said, what are you watching? She was like, come on. Adult YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, I said, I'm not yelling at you, but I'm just telling you, daddy, and mommy told you that you're not supposed to be. Nice. And I said, if there is something that you want to see, that's a kid's thing. You got to tell us, yeah. you know, we need to know from you that's that it. that's what you're doing and we'll approve or disapprove it, but you don't do it in secret. Mm-hmm. I said, because that's worse to be deceptive about it, yeah. to lie about it, exactly. you know, inform it's lying because you're, you're' you're doing something secretly you were told not to do.
0: And I always tell my kids I say, you know, if if you don't tell if you don't tell me, the Holy Spirit's going to tell us. That's yeah.
1: right, He'll reveal
2: it and
0: he'll yeah. reveal it. He so will. either way, mom and dad are gonna find out it's just better if it comes right from you
3: mm. when we ask.
1: Well, the other thing too we tell kids <laughs> our, our kids is this is that like, You know, you'll get in, you will get in trouble, some trouble for doing something bad. You'll get in far more trouble for lying about it. Yeah, that's another Far more trouble. Like, you know, we have grace and forgiveness if you make a mistake or you do something you shouldn't be doing. Admit it now. But if you lie about doing it, that's a whole nother level Mm -hmm. and you'll be in serious trouble for being deceptive about doing something bad. And so we're we're, we're instilling that now that like, you don't ever have to be afraid to tell mom and dad Mm -hmm. that you did something that you shouldn't have done or whatever. You know, That's mom right. and dad will work with you, That's right. but don't hide it and and be deceptive or lie about That's it. Right. That's when the real trouble happens. That's exactly right. And so, I think I think kids uh, sometimes with our with our parenting, um, when well, you guys weigh in on this, but sometimes kids feel like they could never uh, do that because their parents have a tendency to just like freak out, blow up. You know, they throw. It's like a, it's a, a war. You know, anything yeah. happens. What do you
0: say to parents that? You feel like, you know, or maybe they overreact. How would you teach them to react? To carry authority kids? and yeah, discipline, yeah, yeah. but Tell still them. be like.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those things that, um, you, know, it's, you know, it's taking on the heart of the father. You know, when, when you make a mistake, you know, what does the Bible say? It says just confess your sin. Right. And uh, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You know, when parents freak out, it actually causes fear in a child right. that they then can't approach their father and mother, which is actually the opposite. It's a complete opposite of the nature of God and what he wants to do. Right? You know, you think about it. God said approach his throne of grace with confidence. Um, you know, the, the thing about it, it is, is the, more, the more you freak out, uh, the more you're going to build a wall up of your kids' Wanting to tell you, wanting to be transparent. So you may want to feel like freaking out. It may be rightful uh, what they've done to freak out. Right. But your ability to to maintain self-control in that moment, and as she was saying earlier, reaffirm their identity. You made a mistake. That's not who you are. You right. act, You acted outside of who you really are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So here's what we need to do. Let's pray about it. The Lord will forgive you. But from this moment on, we are we are wise to the ways of the enemy. That's right. And we're going to shut the door to make sure. And I'm going to ask you about it later. Mm-hmm. If you did this again, <laughs> I'm going to check in with you now because you broke that line. I'm going to be a shepherd in a way. Right to shepherd and make sure that these things are never going to, this door is never to open back up again. So this is an ongoing conversation we're going to have to ensure safety and protection for you. Um, but again, when you overreact, you're actually just building up a wall um, that is, it is hard to bring back down because then their, their viewpoint of you view is mom's just going to yell at me. Dad's going to yell at me. Yeah. You can discipline a child without screaming your head off. Mm-hmm. You can discipline a child you know, without uh, what overreacting, and you know, when, here's the thing too: if you're act overreacting in anger, now you're in sin. That's right. So your inability to have self-control actually now they're wrong and you're wrong because you, and, and really, if you look at it, you acted like a child too now because you your inability to control your emotions right. and respond in in the think about it. When you actually respond with self-control, with peace, with the peace of the Holy Spirit, you're, you're in complete dominion over your flesh. Right. And now you have a voice in their mm-hmm. life. That's when really you good. act in, their fl- in the flesh and you lash out, you know, and I've made mistakes as, as a parent where I've done things out of anger. And what I've done is when the Holy Spirit showed me, I went back and I, I said I was sorry to my child. I said, now what I disciplined for you. You need a discipline. I'm not apologizing for that. But how I did it, I want to apologize to you because I was angry and, that's and I over Because when
3: you do over-respond, do it takes too. you out of a place of authority. So now you have to go back, like you said, and apologize. And then the kid's like, that's right. You were wrong, you know. And, and so clarifying, like, the, the, what you did was was wrong. The way I handled it was also wrong. And you are becoming like the father, like you said, because the Holy Spirit always brings conviction for change. His kindness leads us to repentance. The enemy is uh, the accuser of the brethren. He keeps you in condemnation. And so when you overreact and say, you're so dumb, how could you do this? You're yeah. sounding like a, condem- a, yeah. a condemnation. Uh, I don't know, with the voice coming. of the enemy. Yeah, basically. It's what it is. And you're driving them more into that identity rather than calling them out of it and saying that's not who you are. That's you made a bad decision.
2: And one of the things I always think about is like, Look Look at the father in the story that Jesus told about the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even, you don't see him out there like beating his child. He squandered like, my money. Yeah. Like, and he had every rightful. That's what astounded the Pharisees. that That's probably one of the things that bothered them most was the response of the father. But the father was ultimately secure in who he was, knew who the son was, even in his confusion, he's right. my son. He doesn't know who he is. That's why he's acting that way. And so when he came back, you know, the the son had a repentant heart, and he restores him. He doesn't fly off the handle. You know, matter of fact, if you look at it, he celebrates the fact. Man, that's so powerful. It is powerful. He celebrates the fact that the son repented and knew his who he really was
1: and here's the cool thing like you just said people miss this about this story the the father did understand the reason he's acting this way is he doesn't know who he is the first thing he does when he comes back is define oh. his identity that's right. here's that's a it. robe oh. that's it here's a oh. ring. Hmm. Authority, Yeah. Here is a banquet. Yeah. Um, and, and the older son's all ticked off. He's like, you've never done this yeah. to me. Yeah, but you know who you are. That's why you stayed. Yeah. He needs to have his identity yeah. reaffirmed. So he understands, you're my son. Yeah. Here's the ring. Here's the robe. Here's the banquet. Yeah. Fatted calf. That's it. You, you, it's who you are.
2: Yeah, and, and you think about it too. He actually was trying to even affirm the older son in his identity because he had been around the father long enough to just kind of play church, so to say. Or just like go through the motions. He's like, no. We you have access to me just like any you know, you're always with me. You've stopped accessing the relational connection and you don't even know who you are because of what I hear coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. You've forgotten who you
1: were. All that I have is yours. Yeah.
2: All that I have is yours. He think about that. He was offended by his brother and it kept him out of context with the father, even more so than what he already was. So it became about reaffirming their identity. But I love that in the sense that the father actually celebrated the repentance of his younger son. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. If you would take that approach as a parent, like you're not celebrating, just for clarity, the act of whether it's sin or they made a mistake. Right. You're not. So, but you're celebrating. You coming to mom or dad was the best decision you could make. Yep. And you sinned. But we're going to pray. And God the Father, he's going to forgive you. And I want to tell you how proud I am of you. Mm -hmm. That you That's God's spirit working in you right now. I'm so proud that you realize that that was sin and that you made a mistake. And now you're repenting Mm -hmm. and you feel that sorrow. And that's because that's the, the effects of sin. But that's not who you are. Right. And he celebrated, like you said, he put that robe on him, reaffirming yeah, his this identity. is who you are. Yeah.
1: And, and I want you to put this in the comments, parents that are watching, those that are on the broadcast. Uh, always reward what you want repeated. Mm-hmm. Always reward what you want repeated. If you want to see That's that it. thing happen again and again and again, it doesn't matter if you're a business owner and you've got employees. Yeah. If they do something that you want to see them doing all the time, reward it when they do it. That's Your right. kids, reward it when they do it. You know, reward what you want repeated. That's, that's what God does. That's mm-hmm. it. God rewards the actions that that's he wants exactly. you to repeat. He's a rewarder of who? Those that diligently Diligent. seek him. Mm-hmm. He wants you to diligently seek him. Amen. So he rewards you when you do. And that's the key. Reward what you want repeated. If you want a father like Godfathers, if you want a parent like Godparents, Yeah. When somebody does something that lines up with God's principles, you reward it. Amen. You that's reward it. it. And that's how God rewards you when you seek him. And that's his... God has a rewards-based system. God doesn't run right. a fear-based home. No. He doesn't run a fear-based home. If you look at the way Jesus taught, the way that the Bible teaches about the nature of God... Um, even when you go to Malachi, Old Testament talks about the book of remembrance. God holds a book of remembrance. Mm-hmm. That freaks people out. It's like, oh, he's remembering every bad thing. That's not the context of Malachi. Yeah. He's saying it's a book of remembrance where he marks down mm-hmm. all the righteous actions of the righteous. Mm-hmm. It's a book of remembrance to say, like, I'll never forget the good things you've done that's for right. me, and I'm going to reward you. That's Even it. if it's years down the line, I'll pull you back and say, remember, that you were faithful yeah. here? Bam, there's another blessing yeah. for you. That's it. It's He has a book of remembrance to put down all the faithful <laughs> things you've done. And that's how it is. Always reward what you want repeated, because that's, that's God's system of parenting. That's right. That's God's system that's of good. parenting. So good. Amen. Would you uh, guys take a minute, just pray for the... Uh, Because I know there's people, I see them writing in, it's like, man, if I could do things over. There's people that feel like, oh, I I just have regrets, or the way, maybe it's too late. It's not too late. God's a miracle-working God. He turns families around, turns children around, grandchildren around. And so, uh, maybe if you would pray, I want you to pray for those that are watching, because... Yeah, there's people that need miracles in their families. That's it. You know, yeah, there's people struggling in their families. That's it. And uh, I don't want you to feel like because you didn't start from when the kid yeah. was nine months I need old. I to know
0: it's not too late. It's not
1: too late. That's so right. This is like a
0: charge today for you. Yeah. Amen. Like, let's take it by action. Let's get the fight back in our eyes. Right. Let's clean out our family. Let's get the fear of God in. Amen. Let's get the hate for evil and the love for the Lord back in our, our lives and our family and our children. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's Amen. Right,
1: exactly
2: right. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word today that is a lamp to our feet, It's yes. a light for our past. I thank you that people watching today, there has been a new illumination yeah. of light on yeah. the past that they need to take now. I thank you you're not condemning them, you are convicting them. You're showing them areas to repent and get right. And Father, I thank you that as a result of this word, as they hear it, they're going to be a doer. They're going to begin to uproot things by the power of your spirit. In love, they're going to begin to uproot things in their homes, thank in their own Lord. personal life. Because it starts with you as an individual. Yes. It starts with your own personal relationship with God. I thank you that there's people watching right now even repenting of some things they need. becomes It comes down to you. The authority is with you as a parent. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the buck stops at you. And so as you repent, as you turn... You're going to begin to lead your family in the things of God. I thank you now you're establishing new patterns. I thank you patterns of of being in the house of God, patterns of praying, patterns of reading the Bible, patterns of tithing and giving offering. All the covenant patterns we see in the word. I thank you. They're now being established in the lives of your people. I thank you. Give them boldness. Don't let them be in fear. Don't let them be timid. Well, you know, what are they? What are my kids? What is, uh, you know, what are they going to think? What, don't don't think like that. Thank you that you've given them courage now you, and Lord. boldness. That that the authority's on you. You're going to be the one accountable before God for your actions, and you're going to take action today in the mighty name of Jesus, and you're going to see a beautiful harvest reaped as a result of sowing to please the Lord. It's going to happen in your family, and you will one day look back and see the generational yeah. increase and in blessing as a result yes. of
1: following the Lord wholeheartedly.
0: In
2: yes.
1: Jesus' name, Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Listen, we love you. There's the best. I encourage people: the best days aren't behind you; they're ahead of That's you. Right. Amen. Don't feel discouraged or condemned. Don't feel uh, like you you've lost the victory. People, are, I feel like I'm defeated. Don't feel That's defeated. Right. You've already got the victory through Jesus Christ. You're not defeated. And and you can literally tell the enemy where to go. And you have the authority and the dominion to walk in that victory through the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. And uh, you be encouraged. The best days are ahead for your family. I'm believing, if not everybody's serving the Lord in your family, I believe that by the time we come to the end of this year, amen. that you can celebrate household yes. salvation in yeah, Jesus' amen. name. Uh, I'm believing God's bringing sons and daughters back to their parents, believing He's bringing grandchildren back into the kingdom, husbands and wives together. Best days are ahead. I see people I know in the comments that I've already spoken to them personally. We're believing for their family to be saved. And I'm standing with you. We're praying. Don't think we're not. We're praying every week for you, those that are connected to this ministry, because we love you. And we know God's working on your behalf and even behind the scenes when you can't see Him working. He's still working. And so be encouraged. The best days are ahead of you. I want to encourage you before we go to take a minute, a very important moment to sow a seed today. The things that are taking place are happening so rapidly. I mean, I can't even tell you how in the last 18 months, God has charged this ministry and literally pushed us forward to the point where, as some of us have put it, we're running to keep up with the vision because the the expansion is happening so quickly. And uh, we're expanding again, as I've heard you've heard me say, now into 39 more, million more people will hear the gospel as we're expanding to every island of the Caribbean with the television broadcast. We're already in over 180 nations of the world every week. People are being saved every week. And uh, we're taking some steps uh, to even improve our television broadcast and, and all the things we're doing media-wise. And so I want to encourage you, as people are being discipled and saved, you're a part of that. And as you partner with this ministry, and I do want to encourage you to pray and ask the Lord, am I one of those that's to stand with Ted and Carol and Miracle Word Ministries in partnership? And here's what I want you to do. Go to miracleword.com and you can click on the partner tab. It'll take you to that page. It'll show you all that the ministry's doing and you can fill out that form and stand with us. And we have partners all over the place that are standing with us in believing that this generation is going to be impacted before Jesus comes back. And you're a part of that. What I tell people is, it's not about just you sowing a seed. Uh, The same fruit that's being produced through the ministry, it's not just being credited to our account. It's being credited to to your account because you're standing with us and you are uh, joining yourself in a covenant relationship with our ministry. And so I want to encourage you today to stand with us. Maybe you feel to sow a one-time seed. You can do that at miracleword.com. All of the ways to give are on the website. You can use Cash App, PayPal, Zelle, cryptocurrency. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do it. Venmo, you can use a debit or credit card. But do what the Lord's telling you today. For everybody that's sowing in partnership in in August, we're sending you Bishop Wayadepo's book, Operating in the Supernatural, powerful book that'll open your eyes to walk in the power of the Spirit, written by a man who is clearly walking by the power of the Spirit without question. And uh, we say thank you. By the way, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but to everybody that's sowing, taking a big step of faith, sowing largely at $5,000 or more, we've put together something special to say thank you. It's called the Elite Study Collection. And it's a keepsake box we designed for you. And inside, we have the very best study tools, I believe, that are available for the believer to do a deep study of the Word of God Study Bibles and books to go along with it. Over 100,000 notes on the scripture to give you a deep study of the word of God as you're going into your devotional life. That's our way of saying thank you for standing with us and making a big move to see people saved before it's too late. Jesus is coming very soon. I love you guys. Thank you for did hanging you with us today. kids yeah.
0: yesterday? I did. Yesterday was Wednesday, so we got a new video and a new free Bible study for your kids. We're taking 3 weeks to talk about a three-part series called The Walk Last week was Walking in Wisdom. This Wednesday was released of Walking in the Truth of God's Word. Make sure you get it for your kids. Everything is free for them at MiracleWordKids.com or you could subscribe on the YouTube channel or get the app Miracle Word for the app and you can get all the videos there, all the free Bible studies there and be a part of what we're doing for your kids.
1: Absolutely. I want to say thank you to Pastors Nathan and Joey yes. for joining us today. It's always awesome. We love Who's you God. guys a lot. Yeah. Love you. Thanks Man, for having I don't us. know yeah. what what we've got on the scheduled for tomorrow. But man, it would be great to do this again. If we can't, we can't. Jesus may come tonight. We don't know what's going to But man, we love you guys. Thanks for hanging get with us. Get to the
0: service. we got two more, o- two more nights. Two more
1: nights. Two more nights, so tonight good. and tomorrow night, seven o'clock get Eastern time. Get here early time. because there's- get, get a seat. Yes. Yeah. Been, because no,
0: no seats available. No seats available. That's right.
1: And Freddie said, listen, if I got to smack some people around so your your staff can have some seats. What's yeah. that? It, go. We got, it's packed out. Oh, yeah. and, uh, and God's moving on his, <laughs> his people. So enough. listen. We want to see you here. Drive in, especially you got time. It's not the 1700s. Did you see
0: a lady wrote at the beginning, and she goes, I, I forgot where she said in Ohio. It started with a C, but she's like, I just realized you're two hours from me. I'll be there tonight. That's awesome. Praise God.
1: We want to see you, man. Amen. Victory Tribe, get in the house. It's time to make a road trip and have a revival. God's moving. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us today. Love see you again. tonight, 7 o'clock PM Eastern Time. We love you.